Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. If you love Atlanta, you can invest in the big picture. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. I'm Erlon Woods. I'm Nigel Poor. We're the hosts and creators of Ear Hustle from PRX's Radiotopia. Ear Hustle is a show about life inside prison, but it's not your typical prison podcast. In this next season, we've got stories about the objects people keep inside their prison cells. About residents in a women's prison who say they want to stay there. And the most beautiful prison garden. Erlon, I will never forget it. Ear Hustle. Stories about life on the inside told by those who live it. Find Ear Hustle wherever you get your podcasts. From WABE in Atlanta, this is Closer Look. I'm Rose Scott. The United States has passed 1 million COVID-19 deaths. And as you just heard on NPR, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says, you know, because there are specific regions that are experiencing a steady rise in infections, it's still important to take precautions. Wearing a mask, getting tested, accessing treatments early if infected, and getting vaccinated or boosted, especially if you're over 50 and if your last dose was more than five months ago. In this hour, we will revisit that conversation from Monday with Dr. David Ross, retiring president and CEO of the Atlanta-based Decatur-based Task Force for Global Health. He's going to assess how the U.S. and other nations responded to the coronavirus pandemic. And also how a local artist created unique portraits for family members who lost loved ones to the virus. I saw the incredible work and I just connected with it because I couldn't think of a better way to memorialize somebody like my dad, who was so into the arts and literature, than with a portrait made out of words. And the ABCs of AAPIs, a new collaboration, highlights Asian American history in a coloring book and as an art installation on the Beltline. Those conversations coming up, but first this. The area in southeast Atlanta's South River Forest, where a group had been protesting for months against the city's plan to build a training center, that is a law enforcement and fire training center. Well, it's been cleared out. Atlanta police say they arrested nearly a dozen protesters yesterday. Deputy Chief Darren Schurenbaum said the land is city-owned with no legal public access. He says crews removed structures built by demonstrators. While individuals were there, they were approached by persons that started throwing rocks at the police officers, as well as a device that we believe to be a Molotov cocktail at the officers. Protesters have named the project Cop City. They tell WABE the training center would only further militarize the police while destroying hundreds of acres of Atlanta's urban forest. In other news, some Georgia health advocates say Governor Brian Kemp's rejection of an effort that would expand Medicaid eligibility for people with HIV will dramatically impact patients' lives. Democratic State Representative Sam Park is also general counsel for an organization that provides HIV AIDS services. He says the more than $4 million in proposed funds to initiate expansion would have helped more low-income Georgians with HIV get treatment. Georgians living with HIV who are uninsured, Medicaid would have had a transformative impact covering that patient population and really bringing this epidemic in Georgia to an end. In a statement, a Kemp spokesperson says the General Assembly failed to pass legislation needed to authorize the HIV Medicaid expansion. And he continues, being Kemp, to advocate for the state's existing programs for people living with HIV and AIDS. This is Closer Look.
Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. You can go beyond giving to impact. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. From WABE in Atlanta, this is Closer Look. I'm Rose Scott. Coloring books. Perhaps we all can recall our favorite moments of coloring. I know for me, it was all the superheroes and I had a thing with farm animals, but that's just me. I love animals. Now, over the last few years, we know that coloring books for adults has also become popular, but we know that coloring books for kids can be fun, educational, and even therapeutic. Well, the Asian American Advocacy Fund is spearheading a two-part art exhibition that includes a coloring book for children. It's called the ABCs of AAPIs, of course, which is Asian American Pacific Islander. And joining me now with more and returning to Closer Look is K.V. Vu, artist, community organizer, and leader of the AAPI Heritage Month celebration, and also Aisha Yakub Mahmoud, executive director of the Asian American Advocacy Fund. And returning to Closer Look, thank you both for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You know, I was hoping we could start this conversation off. And, you know, I, I talked about coloring books and, and how fun they are and they are educational and therapeutic. But I do want to get you all to just offer reflection, because once again, we find that this nation is having a dialogue about hate after another domestic terrorist act rooted in hate, killing folks in Buffalo, New York, and of course out in California. And, and Aisha, I'll start with you. Just what are your reflections? Yeah, um, you know, we are, gosh, halfway through Asian American Heritage Month um, and sitting here in May, and um, not a day goes by that we don't hold our communities close thinking about the um, the acts of violence that impacted our communities mm-hmm. um, over a year ago here in Atlanta, and also just recognizing that hate impacts so many of our communities across the nation. Um, we are holding our friends and families in all of these places dearly and closely, um, but we also acknowledge that our part of the work is to make sure that we are educating and, and communicating our values and our histories um, to those around us so that we can stop these acts of violence from happening ever again. KV, what do you think? Yeah, as I reflect, um, you know, just two months ago that we had our remembrance event, mm-hmm. um, that it it's so much more important for us um, as artists to um, not just see ourselves as artists, but as organizers, as activists who are part of the movement that can help um, advance uh, social issues and uh, help with legislation. So um, that, that's been on my mind lately. And we know that art can is just more than what we create and, and how we acknowledge it in terms of whether it's visual or through music or, or you know what have you literature art can be educational it can be therapeutic what's the backstory here let's start with the coloring book because you know i want to go there first what's the backstory with the coloring book and how all this came about yeah this coloring book started as a question for um 
Asian American artists around us, um, how can art and activism intersect and how can we as artists help advance the need for our representation in history books, in media and in spaces that don't look like us. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we were really ecstatic to make the coloring book, but also um, it was so affirming to have it on the belt line because that uh, isn't just the Asian American community anymore. It's, it's Atlanta at large. And um, so we, after having a huge conversation with Atlanta Asian American artists, uh, all the conversations went back to our children and how we can help them um, build a better Asian American world for them. How difficult was it to come up with? I know there were like you know you had a lot of a lot to choose from. So how difficult was it to, for the coloring book to make sure you got everybody in? And somebody said, well, "What about me?" I mean, how was that choice made? How were those choices made? And by the way, it's it's I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, good thing we didn't have to make that choice. <laughs> we um, we definitely worked with Asian American um, student organizations and educators to come up with the list. Um, so a lot of students chimed in um, and we definitely wanted to make sure that this coloring book, um, as educational as, as it is for our allies, but for ourselves um, and to check our biases that Asian isn't just East Asian, mm -hmm. um, you know, so all, and we also wanted to make sure that we had diversity in careers and in ages um, and all the spaces um, to show children that they can be all the things. They can be fashion designers and organizers and, um, uh, in film and TV, all the things. And here come the emails. Folks want to know how to get the coloring book. So let me go ahead and get this out the way, Aisha. Folks want to get the coloring book. Where can they get it? They can download it, correct? Yes, they can. They can download it from our website. We'll also have some great educational materials available there. Um, but they can also request a copy of the coloring book um, after making a donation through our website. So that's at the Asian American Advocacy Fund.org. Um, and we are actively promoting it all across all of our social media channels as well. Yes, folks, get the book. It's wonderful. Now let's talk now about the, the art inst installation on the Beltline. And we want to remind folks that it will be up until June 30th, correct? Yes, that's correct. It's um, started May 1st for Asian American Heritage Month, and it will end June 30th. Aisha, let me go back to you for a second. Is there uh, a particular artist or portrait or a image that is especially special for you? Yeah, um, you know, I got the opportunity to come out to our launch event on April 30th, um, which was one of the last days of Ramadan. And I was so excited that day because later in the evening, I was going to my parents' house to get henna done. And as you all know, if you've seen the coloring book, um, H is, is for henna. Yep. And, you know, growing up, I remember going to public school in Gwinnett and just getting all these questions about, you know, what, what is this on my hand? 
do, do my parents know that I got a tattoo? You know, all of these questions from people who didn't know about my culture. And so on that day, particularly getting a chance to see henna um, shown as, as a cultural sort of moment for our community meant a lot to me. And then I did get to go home to my parents and get henna done later in the day. So I think that will always be um, such a, 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 a moment for me to reflect and, and think about how impactful something like this could have been um, as a child growing up in the public school system. Absolutely. KV, let me get your thoughts on what you hope. And we know it is it is a fantastic color book and I can't say that enough. But what is your hope that for the, the kids and also their parents, the families who who have this coloring book that what's the takeaway from this? Oh, this this book, uh, this project has a big job. <laughs> so, you know, we we hope that it can help someone slow down and feel some joy during a hectic day. Um, that's for children and adults alike, um, help someone feel seen and a sense of belonging and pride, and also help educate our children and allies about our history and our culture. And, you know, as we've been through so much, we also offer it um, for this a sense of peace and healing. What's the feedback been like so far? Incredible um, from, from everyone in our community, but uh, from teachers, they, they've been asking for all kinds of resources to go around it. So we have uh, printable PDFs that we offer, um, these big foam boards for uh, them to use, um, a documentary that will come out so that they can play it to their students. Um, it's Yeah, it's been incredible. There's a smile on your face if our listeners could see it when both of you are talking about this project. Aisha, what's the feedback been like for you? What have you heard from folks? You know, we have seen such um, a welcoming um, of this project, not just from our communities here in Georgia, but across the country. Um, you know, we work so closely with our partner organizations and all over the states, and um, we are sharing as much as we can with them as well. Um, all, you know, all those, the, although this project started here with our uh, artists and our writers based in Atlanta, a lot of the the folks and culture cultural um, aspects featured um, are are important to all of our communities around the country, and so um, there are so many people that are requesting copies, asking us to get some more copies in their hands. Um, just traveling this summer and and taking copies of the coloring book with me, I'm just so excited to be able to physically gift it to someone after a long few years of COVID and not being able to interact with people. It, it's just such a an important moment for us to. Have have something physical to showcase our work. I have a listener who, who wants to know if it's possible to, to perhaps, Rose ask if it's possible to perhaps get this coloring book to uh, our senior communities, our aging communities. I'm, look, I'm a salesperson for y'all. That's a good idea. <laughs> that is such a great idea. And KV, let's talk about that. See, look, I I'm love part it. of your marketing team here, our, our strategy. Okay, okay, yeah, Rose, come through, you know. Um, we have um, definitely been so grateful for all of our nonprofit organizations and schools that have worked with us. So thus far, we have donated 5,000 books to uh, local and um, uh, other partner organizations in and, other states. And you didn't say it, but I'm going to say it because I work in a nonprofit. If there's an entity out of there, out of out here listening that wants to sponsor some of these books to. Uh, you know, certain uh, populations, you're more than welcome to accept that, right? <laughs> she said sponsor. That's what I like right there. <laughs> 
Let's talk, though, about what um, what this we started talking about, what this nation has been experiencing. And and when this is a coloring book. And then even in the conversation I just had, we played earlier with Dr. David Ross about, you know, what it will, it will take as we try to still get through this pandemic. And, and I know we all know that there is not one solution when it comes to dealing with actions that are rooted in hate. We know there are so many optics around all of that. But just in these last few years, um, what is your hope? And I'll start with you, KV, in terms of where we begin as a nation. I mean, it, it, are we divided? I mean, yeah, we've been saying that for a while now, whether it's based on race or class or, you know, politics. Um, what's missing in this conversation through your lens, KV? Oh, that's, that's a big question, Ross. I know. No one, no one ever has a good. Well, it's a tough answer. I'll just say that. It's a t- it's a tough it's, answer to a tough question. Yeah, it's you know? a tough answer. I will. Um, I think through this project, I've realized that artists, storytellers, they contribute so much in times of hurt. That when you know, I thought that I would have to do so much for this coloring book. But really, I, we just gave them the vision and they just took it um, and they, they knew how to solve these problems. And so, you know, when you trust people to tell their own stories and um, don't feel like you have to get in the way, um, you know, for our allies to to really be lifting up the stories um, of of those they want to advocate for. I think that is a great way forward. Aisha, I'll give the last word on this. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking back to where we were last summer when the idea for this coloring book um, was just in its early stages. And we had just come off of um, just an incredible moment of rapid response organizing to the shootings in Atlanta, just just caring for our communities, holding each other's each other close. And um, we were we were also just looking for an opportunity to do something that would be proactive and helping to tell the stories of our people and not have it happen in a moment of crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right after the shootings in Atlanta, um, people started asking about our communities. They wanted to know about us, about our histories. Um, and it doesn't just have to come in, in these moments of crisis. And mm-hmm. so for us thinking about this project, it's about solidifying and providing that piece of education that can be used at any point in time. It's not just during Asian American Heritage Month, it's not just after a major incident, but it can be used in your day-to-day life to help um, your children, your families, people around you learn more about a culture that for some is new and, and mm-hmm. unexpected. And so I'm just so grateful to, to have something physical and, um, you know, so personal to, to have with us. Perhaps there is a ABCs of API part two coloring book, volume two. <laughs> we, we have gotten really great feedback. A lot of artists have asked as well. They're like, man, I, I didn't get to be in this one. Are you going to make this an annual thing? A lot of um partners around the country are continuously asking. And I think that's just such a great sign validation for us that we did a good job. It was intentional and it's appreciated. Um, and also all the other states are not sleeping on sleeping on our work anymore. So the, uh, so are they borrowing or copying your, your idea? <laughs> 
They are just so gracious. And, you know, we've, we've, we've had incredible support from our partners around the country at all moments um, over the last few years. So we're just so grateful for them. And we've been gifting copies to folks um, that, that are um, just supporters. And so we're happy to, to continue to provide them with our materials and work with them if, if they decide to, to do something on their own. Aisha Yakub Maboud and KV Vu. Aisha is the executive director of the Asian American Advocacy Fund and KV is an artist, community organizer, and leader of the AAPI Heritage Month celebration. Thank you both for taking the time. What a wonderful idea with the coloring book as well. There's that art installation on the belt line. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rose. That's it for this edition of Closer Look. Our producers are Janine Etter, LaShawn Hudson, and Daniel Razel. Our engineer is Kevin Rinker. He rides a bike on the Beltline. A reminder to listen on your thoughts on today's program or any other. Send me an email, rose at wabe.org. Stay tuned to 90.1 WABE Atlanta. I'm Rose Scott. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The Gold Dome Scramble podcast is now plugged in, a WABE politics podcast. New name, same on-the-ground reporting from us, WABE politics reporters Sam Greenglass and Raul Bally. We'll cover local, state, and national politics as we talk to politicians and voters to break down each week's biggest headlines. New episodes drop on Fridays. Listen and subscribe at WABE.org or your favorite podcast platform. WABE.